Welcome to the Cyber Rants Podcast, where we're all about sharing the forbidden secrets and slightly embellished truths about corporate cybersecurity programs. We're ranting, we're raving, and we're telling you the stuff that nobody talks about on their fancy website and trade show giveaways, all to protect you from cyber criminals. And now, here's your hosts, Mike Rotondo, Zach Fuller, and Lauro Chavez. Hello and welcome to the Cyber Rants Podcast. This is your co-host, Zach Fuller, joined by Mike Rotondo and Laura Chavez. We have a different, little bit different episode today. We have a special guest, Hayden Starrow, joining us and we'll talk to her and uh, her about her progress in the cybersecurity industry and we'll dive into a little bit about how we got to know Hayden and, and such here shortly. But Mike, before we do that, will you kick us off with the news? Yep, good day and welcome to the headline. There's nothing we can do about this file. Yandex suffers data breach after sysadmin sold access to user emails. Yeah, that's kind of your worst nightmare. Nothing we uh, can do. <laughs> no, it's just like, yeah, okay. I just chose this one out because, hey, Valentine's Day was last week, but pre-Valentine's Day malware attack mimics flower and lingerie stores. So be careful with what you bought. Uh, ransom attackers set their sights on SaaS. SaaS is becoming a bigger and bigger attack platform. They're hitting it harder. So be careful. Uh, more ransomware. Security researchers discover help desk software vulnerability. Uh, this is in Desk Pro, which is another you know remote access software solution for help desk. So if you're using it, make sure it's patched. It's a cross-site scripting issue. Apple patches severe Mac OS Big Sur data loss bug. Uh, so if you're running Mac, make sure you're up to 11.3. Interesting article on this. I really recommend that you take, check out the link on our podcast. It's called How One Man Silently Infiltrated Dozens of High-Tech Networks. Apparently, there's some source code that's been published by a few vendors you might have heard of, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Uber, Yelp, and others um, that is customized internally and can be easily hacked. So be careful with that and check out that link. From the really isn't your bad enough already, more bosses are using software to monitor remote workers. And not everyone is happy about it. Um, not surprised. We've come a long way since mouse jiggle. Um, but uh, this is getting a little more sophisticated. RDP, the ransomware problem that won't go away. Yes, RDP is becoming more and more of an issue. Uh, attacks are becoming more and more of an issue. Mass logger swipes Microsoft Outlook Google Chrome credentials. Hackers are now leveraging Microsoft, or Windows help files <laughs> as an attack vector. Um, definitely an interesting attack story. Definitely to recommend you look at that from Threat Post. Details tied to Safari browser-based Scam Club campaign revealed. Uh, this is back on Big Sur 11.01. It affected Google and Safari. Um, so recommend you upgrade if you can. Microsoft pulls Windows KB 4601-1392 for blocking security updates and then had to pull another for blocking security updates. So that was KB5001079. So um, good job, Microsoft. And finally, first malware designed for Apple M1 chip is now discovered in the wild. Apple's venturing into making their own chips, and we've already got malware for it. So world is exciting. Hey, Laurel, any, uh, anything you want to add? Not as exciting as the new M1 chip malware. That's pretty cool. Well, what can you say? It's evolution, right? On the exploit front, not a lot to talk about other than, you know, there's been some some recent sub, you know, I guess zero day bugs with IPv4, IPv6 and things like that. Um, I haven't seen any exploits come across any of the main lines. So you don't have to like pay for it to try and see if they work. So exploit database not reporting anything of that use, which is good. 
and still patch those vulnerabilities, but um, there's no exploit capability that we're seeing today that's within at least the free range, right? Uh, unless you're developing yourself, which is a whole different topic. However, what is interesting is that there's quite a few PHP-based um, web applications that have had exploits written for them in, in, in this last week, all of them geared towards online learning, which I thought was kind of interesting. So some of them are te the teacher's record management system. It's got a SQL injection uh, that someone wrote, uh, again, available for Metasploit Pro. There was a school of in attendance monitoring system, again, uh, cross-site scripting on that one, a stored cross-site scripting piece so that you can you know consistently reflect. Um, school file management system, um, another cross-site scripting on that. You know, interesting tasks for the teachers, uh, teachers task management. And to sum it up, uh, another one is um, online school management system uh, version one, and that's SQL injection too. So um, it looks like, you know, there's like this online education platforms that, you know, um, companies are trying to write to help support this so remote, remote learning capability that we, we need now right in the pandemic. And obviously the hackers are taking advantage of that. So please, please, in, in, in the light of our kids, don't, don't speed to market this stuff. You know, make sure that you're doing your SDLC and checking for WASP stuff because SQL injection just shouldn't come up anymore. I mean, it's just, it's just really, it's just really negligent to build an online application that still has something like that. So that's it for exploitation. Zach, I'll turn it back over to you. All right, thank you. Well, negligence is a, is a big problem and leads to a lot of breaches. So certainly out there. We've been talking in the Cyber Ants podcast quite a bit about building the team, finding team members, good people. Um, this is something our, our security services firm, Silent Sector, really prides itself on, quality over quantity, and just working with some outstanding individuals. Um, in that, we also do some work with Grand Canyon University and help them um, as far as their security programmers. We were in, in touch with uh, faculty, students, um, the cyber range that they have there. And um, it's really been really been great um, to see that organization grow their, their security program. Um, and in doing so, we met Hayden Storrow, who's with us today, and um, met her as a, as a student when she was a student there at GCU. And uh, she really stood out from the crowd. You know, there, there are a lot of people that just go into cybersecurity because there are jobs available and there's demand for it, but she really uh, truly has a passion and it showed. And so we um, started working together and Hayden helped tremendously. If you've read our book, you're, you'll see a mention of her in, in the uh, first few pages of the book, um, helped tremendously uh, with uh, research. She's done a lot of writing um, blog posts and things for us and really just true uh, as a true passion for technology and, and cybersecurity. So we thought we'd bring Hayden on today and have her talk a little bit uh, for those people that are looking to get into the industry, especially, and also for those people that are looking to employ cybersecurity professionals that are, that are newer to the field. Thought it'd be great to ha get Hayden's perspective on what all this looks like out there, you know, and, and um, cause she comes at it from a different lens than we do. So thank you, Hayden for joining us today. We uh, really appreciate having you. And um, as always, it's, it's just a, a pleasure to, uh, to work with you. Thanks Zach and Laurel and Mike for having me. Um, certainly the honor is all mine. Like I'm super stoked to, to speak and share a little bit of my perspective and I guess roadmap to how I got to security. Great, yeah, thank you. And, and speaking of which, do you mind sharing a bit about what made you decide to pursue cybersecurity as a career and, and how you got started in it? Sure. 
So I kind of never, so I never like knew that I wanted to do cybersecurity. Um, I kind of got lucky where like senior year of high school, it's two in colleges and uh, GCU offered to buy people from my area, just like like a thousand miles from Arizona uh, for free to the college. And that was kind of when I first heard of cybersecurity. Like I was just kind of a typical, I guess like high school student didn't really know, but knew that I needed to get a, get a degree, you know, get a job and whatever. But then when I was touring GCU, they had like a, like a session on some of the degrees they offer. And I've always been good at technology, but like, you know, just typical, like fixing a printer or helping my parents restart their, you know, fire TV, like nothing actually super advanced, but anyways, touring it and hearing like how much, like, I guess opportunity, but need there is for defenders and I guess red team as well. And that kind of like sparked interest in me and seeing that it was such a like, like quick, fast paced, you know, agile environment compared to like what I was thinking of. I was heading towards like pharmaceutical type stuff. And then I was like, like, screw that. Like, that's boring. If I could do something that's, you know, like really requires some critical thinking and it's always changing and just so that kind of, and then on top of that, also the whole um, doing something that's like meaningful. So like, yeah, being an accountant, yeah, you're helping people, whatever. But like cybersecurity, you're really like there, you know, especially with IoT going out and 5G and all of these, you know, buzzwords going. Like it's a real opportunity to, I guess, help humanity. So that's, that's kind of how. And then I guess I also had, so then after, okay, so I got back from the tour came home and I was like, told my parents, like, I know what I want to do now. And so then from there, I just kind of, I got lucky when there was um, an internship in my town. So it's like a smaller, it's not like tiny, but it's not really like a tech city. And that security internship was what really like solidified like, okay, I want to do this for forever. <laughs> so it's kind of that's how I got started. What about school, Hayden? What what would you say um, as far as as far as your learning and your, your course to get prepared for a job? I mean, did do you think you got most of your knowledge in school? Did or were you doing a lot of work on the side as a, as a hobbyist? Uh, tell us tell us about that and kind of where you picked up your skills um, that you have today. Sure. So. I guess for any job you need to have like foundation and so I came from I was somewhat techie I knew a little bit about you know Joe Bakey and iPod like small stuff like that but not any sort of enterprise or anything like that and so I at the internship one of the things they told me like you should do is get your A plus which is like a basic IT fundamentals how computers work how you know traffic goes across the network things like that and so I guess a combination of school and then certificates, we got a few, and then the internship, they were honestly all really valuable. Uh, I guess school gave me the, the more textbook stuff, you know, how a server works and um, soft skills as well. We've learned like business stuff and how to get budgeting for projects. And I wish we had more technical, honestly, because like our ethical hacking class and stuff like that was very, very like, very basic, but um, enough to like, I guess, get, get me started, especially with cybersecurity being so new. I mean, we're kind of the guinea pigs in general at the school. So I didn't, I wasn't like disappointed, but the internship is kind of really where I learned uh, most of my, I guess, knowledge. And cause that's just like, that's real world. That's this is stuff that's happening every day. Um, so that, that gave me a lot of knowledge. And then just for fun on the side, 
I did, you know, I did some like hacking competitions, I guess you could say it, ASU and um, obviously online, there's so many resources with YouTube and Udemy. And so I, I kind of did like a combination of like everything you could do. And then uh, another thing I got to do, which was really like also somehow I got lucky is I got to go to Black Hat, which is like a cybersecurity conference. That's like the world's largest where red team, blue team, purple team, gray team, any team, everyone just goes there. It's like, um, so I got to go to that and learn a ton. That was super, super eye-opening of like how all of like car hacking and just all of these really, like I realized how like everyone's so, so smart in this industry. So always, always dream to learn, but I guess those were the, the basics. And, and tell us about, um, so you, you went through the internship, your school, you followed that path and tell us a little bit, at least what you can say about what you're, what you're doing now and what types of roles you picked up um, or what types of activities you picked up um, uh, when you got into a full-time role. So I got hired on as like the job title of security analyst for security operations center. And it, it's a lot of ticketing type work. So we'll get an alert that something has happened um, and then I'll go investigate it. And because I work at like an industrial control system company, they're very tight knit on internet access. So lots of just people trying to get access to, because we block uncommon TODs, we block executables for everyone. Like it's just very, so a lot of like analysis, like, okay, is this site safe? Or, you know, why do you need access to this site that is in, you know, Ukraine? I don't know if you need this for a small town company in Spokane. And a lot of telling people no, which is, and you get used to it, but so I do that. And then also I get to do some, uh, well, I get to read, antivirus reports and uh, examine our phishing inbox that we have. Um, and that's kind of, and then also I'm doing things like clean up our active directory. We have a bunch of old shared accounts, stuff like that. Um, and then a lot of, I don't know if you guys have heard of Splunk, which I'm sure you probably heard of Splunk, but lots of Splunk stuff. They've, because I, so I took a Splunk class online. It was free. And anyways, Splunk is really like not to nerd out, but the power of the data and so with that, when we're a little bit, I guess, slower with our tickets, um, working on creating queries to identify like data exfiltration, creating queries to identify um, like anything you could think of, you can probably do with Splunk. So I guess that's kind of kind of what I do. And then obviously I'm, we have a call, like a, a line that people can call if they have urgent requests because we block like USBs. We block, we block so much stuff that's, it's, I mean, it's strong, it's like, it's good from a security standpoint, but from a user standpoint, it, it can get tedious to keep submitting tickets. But anyways, um, I also monitored the call line. So the answer call and that kind of helped me a lot with slowing down on my talking because I talk kind of fast and then also people skills because some people are just really frustrated or things like that. I've never actually heard of a frustrated computer user. That's, yeah, that's, that's so strange. Must be unique to your company. Yeah, <laughs> must be your computing. It's always security. It's literally always security's fault. Anytime it's like, oh, we didn't do that. And they're like, oh, security. So it's like a running joke now that. Security's the problem. Yeah, that's that's always been the joke. The yeah. security's the problem. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're gonna get that for the next thirty years or so. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, is it true that reading cyber rants is the equivalent of a four-year college degree? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, yep, that is, you know, that's the quick way. Shameless plug. Especially the part that you read, that you wrote, so, you know. 
there's a lot of like valuable information in cyber rants. Like I'm, I'm not even like biased. I'm just saying like objectively speaking, it is a solid book. <laughs> did you, did you give it to everybody, you know, for Christmas? I gave it to my parents and yeah, that was it, but I still have all the copies. So we'll see. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta make sure they're worthy, right? You can't just, you can't just, you know, cyber rants book giving out gun goes burnt. You know, you gotta make sure you <laughs> give them to the right people. Right. So um, very cool. So, I, so that's all. That's awesome. And and so, let me ask you: now that you've you've had a kind of an, an opportunity to to you know be in an active team and 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 kind of see the daily things, what organizations, big mature organizations, right? And I don't mean in size; I just mean in activities, right? The the measures they go through to maintain regulation and compliance. And, you know, the, the, all the stuff that has to happen on the back end from the analysts looking at logs to the Splunk data, you know, aggregation and parsing and everything else that you want to do to get the data you need. Where do you see yourself in, in the next 10 years in, in cybersecurity? Do you still see yourself in cybersecurity in 10 years? And then where, where do you think you'd, you'd, you'd see yourself being? Have you, have you found a favorite spot yet that you got your eye on? Yeah, kind of going off the internship again. Um, I got to work under, you know, a great team. I still work with them, but at the time there was uh, a threat hunter. Well, we we he left for a different company and they gave him more money. But anyways, he was a threat hunter and um, like that kind of like really basically the idea that you've already been compromised, but trying to find like where's like what's you know what's hiding, kind of like the needle in the haystack. Um, so I would like to, you know, shift more from analyst to the hunter with time. Um, that's just, that's like, you know, a three to five year experience role at minimum, just because it requires like a very, uh, wealth of knowledge of enterprises and anywhere from network to like coding to, so you have to know kind of everything, but I kind of, I like that. And when I am air quote hunting, cause sometimes my manager would be like, Hey, do we have any telnet traffic from blank? And just like random things like that. Or sometimes I have like HR investigations where they'll be like, was so-and-so on Facebook at this time? And <laughs> things like that, but that's not really hunting, but the actual hunting that I do when I can is, it's, it's very enjoyable and something that I would like to get more into and more advanced with my knowledge. I want to stay in the cybersecurity industry. I kind of have, so I kind of in, in the beginning mentioned that if I don't have a job, I have to find a new one. But if the case that I can't work remote with my current company, I still want to work with either like some sort of energy company or utilities or power. So ICS sticking with ICS and, you know, not finance or education or healthcare or whatever, but that's like, this is all like I want. It's not like it might not happen in my, but I would really like to stick with ICS for the rest of my life or I guess working career. Why is that? Is it just that type of industry that you like or is it? Of like helping people, like sure. I'm not saving people's lives, but you know, the electricity that, the company I work for generates is doing that. And then it's, it's, I guess, a little bit more, I don't know, I don't say sophisticated is the word, but the idea that, okay, I'm not protecting from script kitties or, you know, someone who's just trying to financially motivated. Like, sure, we have money and oops, sorry, uh, customer records, whatever, but it's like, okay, we're responsible for the power grid. Like, this is, and then also it's just fun because we get to tour a lot of dams and do our, you know, access point scanning and so a little bit of outdoorsy too i suppose because you know the power people always need power so if something happens to the economy or something i feel like that's a little bit more than if i were for a startup or 
um, not not like silent sector. I'm saying like a general like startup, like oh, I have you know Grubhub or something before that blew up. But silent sector, I'd work for too. <laughs> I think we know people that might be able to get you an interview. Yeah, my boss is a pretty cool guy, and I mean, word on the street is that you've got what it takes to work here. So. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Hayden, what advice for, uh, we, we speak a lot, as you know, of course, in the book and, and in the podcast, we speak a lot to those um, security and IT team leaders, both and, and uh, organizational leadership. Tell them a bit about what you are looking for when you're out um, starting your career, looking for jobs, what attracts you to an organization and, and what would turn you away? I think for me, uh, personally speaking, the biggest thing that I really look for, I guess, is culture. So I was willing to at the beginning when I was looking for a job. So I had a couple of offers and the culture I work at is like, I really do enjoy it, but it's not as, I don't have as much in common with my coworkers than at this other company that I was, I actually, like, they offered me the job. So I was like, okay, I would take a substantial pay cut, but I would maybe more enjoy lunch breaks and you know, I'd actually have something in common with my coworkers versus the ones right now I have. Like, they're great and they're a little older, but it's just kind of, there's not a lot you have in common. So it's like lunch is always awkward and things like that. But I guess the culture and then number two, I would say is like continued education. Like they support you in that. They have a budget for training, um, especially with cybersecurity. Like obviously every industry you need to train and continually train. If you're not staying up to date on trends, if you're not allocating enough time to you know, read up on things, learn new tactics, um, or not tactics, but learn what, you know, TTPs are being utilized by the adversary. Or if you're reading news from three years ago, or like that's so irrelevant to what's going to happen tomorrow and being, you got to stay like up to date. So I guess for me, it's, it's excuse me, culture. And then if they had a budget, oops, sorry. Um, so the company I work at, they don't really, they don't really budget at all for, training so if you want to take a sans class which you know eight grand that's a no but they will sponsor you in like pay they'll reimburse you if you pass an exam that means you're still putting away the time aside buying the resources paying for the exam all this stuff and then the other company I'd interviewed that they're like oh yeah we have a hour per day or hour per week or something like that where no you know there's everyone has to study or not just study but like read stuff or look at new threat feeds or anything like that. So I guess those are probably the two. Well, and what would you, what would you say? So looking back and switching gears slightly, looking back um, on your path and getting started um, now that you're, you're established and, and such a moving forward in your career, what would, what advice would you give to other people that are really aspiring to make a career out of cybersecurity? What I would say, cause I was, I feel like when I started, I was a little bit more like timid and kind of like everyone, I think everyone in this industry is so smart. So I just get very intimidated. I'm like, I don't want to ask something that's stupid or, you know, but it's just like, you have to just ask, like, you know, and if, if you're not even sure if cybersecurity is right for you, like they're just lean in if you even have, you know, 1% interest in it, because there's so many avenues. You don't have to be a hacker. You don't even have to know anything about computers. Like I literally knew nothing about computers. And I mean, now I know a decent amount, but it, you know, there's so much that you can do with it. So I guess be curious and don't like, don't be nervous. Or don't, don't second guess yourself because if you have the question, like 
I mean, it shows curiosity. It shows critical thinking if you ask it. But I guess I'd probably be my advice. Don't be scared to put yourself out there and ask questions. Thank you. Mike and Laura, any final questions for Hayden? No, I think, you know, not knowing anything about computers makes you, you know, a prime candidate for IT management. <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a little harsh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's, that'd be perfect. That's a perfect. <laughs> Especially the, the CISO role. <laughs> sorry, to no. all our CISO fans out there, we're just kidding with you. It's okay. Yes, yes, we we are here to poke fun, so forgive us. That's that's, that's the only reason I'm here is for the clown show. So I'm, yeah, I didn't realize you didn't know that. Sorry, <laughs> well, I'm Hayden, here for the sound effects. <laughs> Hayden mentioned stupid questions, and I ask stupid questions all the time. So um, I think I think never stop asking them. You know, <laughs> but yeah. uh, well, thank you so much, Hayden. Uh, appreciate you joining us today, and it's just uh, always always great to to work together on different projects and such. And so, and uh, thank you. Thank you to all the listeners. If you have any questions for Hayden or for us, um, please send them our way and uh, please, uh, please rate the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and uh, let us know your comments. You know, we want to hear from you. We want to continue to make these better and uh, invite uh, more guests and, and, and help collaborate with more people in order to share this knowledge to the world because it's really really is needed we're all in even though we have different niches in the industry that we take care of different aspects we're all in this together really against the, in the fight against cyber crime so we have a lot more to do and um I'm, i think we're we're headed in the right direction but um it'll be a continuous battle to uh subdue cyber criminals over time so thank you everybody and have a great rest of your day thanks Pick up your copy of the Cyber Ants book on Amazon today. And if you're looking to take your cybersecurity program to the next level, visit us online at www.silentsector.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Cyber Ants podcast.